Hi. Welcome to the first Bangladeshi podcast where we have renowned guests from all over the world. I'll talk about business, politics, tech, and everything else that's trending worldwide. I'm your host Rafi, and let's get this show started. In this episode, we have with us Alex Williams from Canada. He's a podcaster, content creator, and a student. He's involved in a lot of interesting things. But before we dive into details, Alex, can you please briefly introduce yourself? Uh, yeah, sure. I'm I'm Alex Williams. I'm born and raised in Calgary, Canada, a beautiful city. Um, highly recommend everybody visits after this whole crisis is over. Uh, and uh, I I'm right now studying in Idaho to be a high school teacher and uh, to to fill up all my spare time. Uh, I do podcasting. I guess on podcasts. I host podcasts. I edit podcasts, um, and I also I also create content for a few small businesses back home, um, so that for their for their own marketing purposes. So that's uh, I mean that's that's kind of the professional end of me. But I come from a big family, and uh, I I thoroughly enjoy meeting new people and trying new things. So yeah, that's that's me. Right. So let's start with the professional end of things, and then we'll move on to the other interesting bits that I know you have to say. So you've got a couple of shows on your own. Can you tell us about what you do over there and what the other shows are about? Yeah. So uh, I guess we'll we'll start with uh, one one that is is probably my favorite. It's the it's the first podcast I started. It's it's called My Wax Museum. And, um, and I, I created it um, because I was a really bad listener. Every time somebody spoke to me, I would be standing there waiting, uh, waiting for my turn to speak and tell them my story that I wanted to say. And it wasn't conducive. It wasn't healthy for me to, to communicate like that, right? It, it's not very nice when you're standing there and the person you're talking to just wants to interrupt and fill your head with their own stories, and so I uh, so I decided uh, as we were leading into 2018 that I was going to start a podcast. I had kind of thought about it before, um, but it was then that I said, "No, I'm going to do this, and it's going to be um, a self improvement project for myself." And and so I started my wax museum to highlight all the people in my life and and show that the people around us are so much more interesting than all the all the celebrities and all the people that we could follow, and and so I just sit down for usually an hour at a time, thirty to forty five minutes um, is usually the the bulk of the interview. And, um, and I just sit and listen and I ask them questions about their life. I ask them where they're from, where they're going and, um, and what, what they're doing now. And it was so satisfying to me and I loved the process of it. It was hard at first. I was still learning to be a listener. And, uh, and then I slowly realized how interesting people's stories are. So now I think I, I've, done I think 73 episodes of that or, or somewhere around there and uh, and I just I just love it 
Um, and then on top of that, I started doing a couple other shows. We have The People of Home, which is a simulated nation. Uh, we're taking it on hiatus here right away, but it'll be back February uh, 2021. That's not official yet, but that's kind of my guess. Um, it's a simulated nation where I play a news anchor talking about the history, the politics, the economics, and the culture of this fictional nation. Um, it allows us to have conversations about ideas without uh, without the labels that we struggle with. Nobody's, nobody's necessarily a capital C conservative or a capital L liberal. Um, we're all just people with ideas and we get to share them and talk about them. So that's been an interesting project. Um, that's led me to doing simulations for a couple of my professors at school here. And uh, yeah, and then probably one of my favorite shows that I do right now is uh, called The Old Goal of Truth. And my little brother and I sit down every week and study some philosophy and we talk about self-improvement, what we're doing to improve ourselves mentally, physically, emotionally. Um, and, and it's been a really cool self-improvement project. Um, I think, honestly, uh, that's probably the favorite podcast that I do right now because uh, it builds that relationship that I have with my brother. And it also, um, it, it also helps me improve as an individual. Uh, and then, of course, I do a show with my twin sister called Lando and Lexi, where we just chat very occasionally about things we like. And, um, and then I edit uh, my older sister's show called She Has a Name Too, where she talks about who uh, women are behind their title of mother. Uh, because she found that when she had a kid, people started seeing her just as the mom uh, instead of as Jerrica, instead of as an individual. Um, so it, it's been a cool experiment to see how we can communicate different ideas through podcasting. Um, but yeah, that's that's all the shows that I do right now. Uh, more more in the works. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that's my my life that's what I do what else do you want to know <laughs> uh, that's quite a lot of shows you do currently and to rewind a bit uh, you said like this is also something that I've learned when I've started to interview guests that the most important thing that you as an interviewer can have is to listen to just give your guests the time and space to talk and another thing that I want to focus on is that you've mentioned that the people around us are so much more interesting than all the celebrity gossips and uh, news there are and that is so correct like I've uh, started to interview so many different people from around the world and their stories are just so much you know interesting and there's so much so much going on we don't even need to follow any celebrity gossips we just need to talk to whoever there there are in our lives at the moment mm -hmm. yeah that's exactly right um and and it's just when when you take a second and you just you know let yourself listen to um let yourself listen to to somebody new um you know i've had people cry on my show i've had people just make jokes the whole time and it really just you know it opens you up to a whole a whole new world of other individuals and other experiences. I mean, if I didn't do podcasting, I wouldn't be speaking to you right now, right? I've met people from Bangladesh before, but I've never sat down and chatted with somebody from Bangladesh, right? Um, and, and so it just, 
you know, you're exactly right. Like, it, it opens up the world a lot. Uh, exactly. And also, like, uh, you have a podcast with your brother and that definitely deepens your relationship with him as you say so I'm also like I, I'm also in the works of planning a podcast with a friend so I know that this also this is going to help me connect to him on a deeper level where we're going to co-host a show so it also helps with that yeah that's exactly right um, yeah I, I'm uh, I'm curious what like if you don't mind me kind of flipping it on you I, I'm just curious um what what your favorite thing has been about podcasting so far um my favorite thing has been like whenever i do a solo episode right whenever i do a solo episode there's no interviews so i research the hell out of a topic like for example today i was writing a script that uh, it's gonna come out this tuesday uh it's about air pass so you're gonna know when the next episode comes out so it's a very interesting story about uh, an unlimited air pass that american airlines used to provide back in the 80s so i researched the hell out of that topic so uh, whatever topic that come like i decide to do i research it so much and i come uh, by the end of the episode i come out as a person with so much knowledge so much more knowledge about the topic so that's definitely one of my favorite things when i do a solo podcast and when i do an interview like this the most favorite part is connecting people from around the world they tell me my their life story and we just connect on a deeper level make like you know um just make connections so that's a very nice experience uh for me as a podcaster yeah you learn a lot exactly so other than podcasting you are also trying to be a high school teacher now but i know that you never you never got a high school diploma so how does that work <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is so funny this is uh i uh, I actually told this to a friend, a fellow podcaster friend. Um, and he's like, okay, well, now that you told me that, now I have to have you on on my show because that's weird. Um, it is definitely weird. Um, so I, I just had a big issue um, with the education system. I, I never enjoyed school. I, w I was a bad student with good grades. I always got great grades. That's why my parents let me skip because my grades were fine. And then in grade 11, so I'm almost there, right? I just nearly in grade 11 though, I just decided I had had enough and, um, it was stupid. I think if, with my mindset now, I would have just gone back and finished it. You know, it would have been easy. Um, but I decided I had enough and I was done. And so I initially, I changed to doing online school, tried to do it online, but I had such a hard time motivating myself. Um, and then eventually I just kind of gave up. Um, so I never, I never properly graduated. Uh, they sent me a certificate in the mail that basically said, yeah, you kind of met like most of the requirements, but there were a lot of other classes that I was supposed to take that I just didn't bother. And so I just wasn't, um, I just wasn't having it, right? And so I gave up and I quit school and um, it took a few years, um, but the, the university I go to, they have kind of, it's like a university preparation 
course and it, you do it for a year and it's easy, easy peasy. Uh, so you go through this for a year and then you're able to apply. And I mean, basically if you pass the course, you get into the university. And, um, and so, yeah, I, I got into the school and I decided I wanted to be a high school teacher because I, I want to be in there. I want to be able to see the system from the inside um, in order to better understand how it works instead of just being somebody who complains and moans about it from the outside. I wanted to be there, hopefully help, you know, a couple kids along the way, but largely just find out what the deal is and and how I might uh, be able to help. Um, so that that's the gist of it um, as to, to why I'm doing it. That's very interesting. And, uh, you know, these days, um, like companies like Apple and Google, uh, like and lots of big companies are adapting this these days. For example, when you want to apply for a job, you don't really need a degree per se. You just need to have some sort of skill sets. The traditional method of a degree and like is there just is just fading out slowly, you know. A degree is just a piece of paper now. Uh, big companies and corporations are focusing towards skill sets rather than degrees. Do you have any thoughts on that? I think that's awesome. I think there there are certain things that you need training for, right? Um, I and I think any profession, any any capital P profession um, that you take on yourself, it should be done like trade schools, right? Like if you're becoming an electrician, you go to school to become an electrician you you're in school for a couple months and then you go work for the rest of the year you get experience you work with somebody who knows what they're doing you learn from them and you grow from them right um, same thing like plumbers and and stuff like that um, whereas I'm a teacher or I'm becoming a teacher I've been in school for two years I still haven't been in a classroom it's been seven years since I've been in a high school classroom and when you, you know, look at it like that, um, I, I think that's exactly right. It should be, there should be more on the job training. There should be more effort to um, teach, teach people by having them do, by having them experiment. Obviously, uh, that doesn't work for every profession. You're not going to have uh, a rocket scientist build a huge rocket before they know the first thing about space, right? Um, but you're going to give them experiments. You're going to give them small things that they can try at, that they can see how things work. And, uh, and I think that's, that's how education should be, so that these big companies are looking more for skill sets than degrees. I think that's really smart because, you know what, I'm probably better at communication. I'm better with audiovisual, I'm better at creating videos and at making podcasts than I am at making a lesson plan for a high school classroom. But that's because I'm practiced at doing this. I've never had to make a lesson plan before, right? And I'm, I'm almost done my degree. Right. So this is so interesting that you agree with this. Um, I, I had a guest earlier on in the show. Uh, so he works with this kind of stuff. It's called modular degrees. So that's how you improve your skill set. So he's actually working with different universities now uh, to getting them to adapt 
to this uh, whole modular degree situation so i wish him the best of luck and let's see uh, maybe this will become more of a reality than this is currently you know the whole modular degree thing where you focus on your skill set rather than your whole degree so moving on to another topic you are self-employed and you are now doing marketing work and content related work can you tell us a bit more about that yeah for sure um so it's kind of interesting how i got started in it i always tell people you know just go and try something um so growing up i would make funny videos with my siblings and with my friends um uh and and then eventually uh one of my friends um he's significantly older than I am um, and I think I was I think I was like 18 at the time and he he opened a restaurant um, great restaurant by the way I'm just gonna say around the bend if you're ever in Calgary go to around the bend it's amazing um, but he opens this restaurant and he said hey you know I don't know how to do Instagram or Facebook or anything um, would you mind coming and taking some pictures and maybe doing some videos of of the food um and 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 then from there you know uh posting it and and i said yeah sure this i'd never done this before for a business right and so i go in and uh and i take some video of the food i take some nice pictures and then I, uh, then I get to eat the food. That's how he paid me. And um, every now and then I'd come in and I'd take more pictures for him and, and whatever. And, and for a while, um, he just paid me with food. Like I took pictures of the sandwich, I got to eat the sandwich. And like, that is such a good payment because this food is amazing. And, um, and, and then eventually um, I got pretty good at it. I got pretty experienced and um, I started kind of uh, thinking about other businesses that I could approach. And now I have a, a few main clients that I that I do this for and um, and most of them came through word of mouth, just people saying, oh yeah, Alex, Alex does stuff like that. And so I go out, film for them, um, edit for them, post for them, um, kind of whatever they need. and. Um, yeah, it's been really fun. It's been almost a year since I've been um, fully self-employed now with doing this. Um, and yeah, I, I, lo I love it. I think it's fantastic. Uh, it took a long time for it to, you know, take those first pictures and now it's my job. Um, so it just goes to show how, how that happens. Um, beyond that uh, content that I, that I create, um, I'm also working with a couple of professors. I'm getting paid um, to create simulations for them. And it's because they saw what I was doing with podcasting and they said, I think I can use that in my classroom. And so I encourage anybody, this is kind of unsolicited advice, but I encourage anybody, practice your talents, get a hobby, try something new, because uh, you never know when somebody might want to pay you for it. And it feels great. That's a very interesting start to your content creating journey and even a more interesting method of payment. Uh, actually, for myself, uh, I've started in a similar way like you. Um, like uh, all the skills, like the content creating skills that I have, I've learned 
pretty much I have a similar story like my family they have companies so they don't know how to do Instagram or Facebook marketing so they just called me up and said that can you take over this and then I started taking over the company Instagram and Facebook marketing and that's how I slowly tiptoed and learned around these things you know so we have a very similar journey related to content creating yeah yeah totally that's exactly the same yeah right so uh now getting to an interesting topic which i was meaning to ask you for a while tell me about the time you lived in a car for a month oh <laughs> uh okay yeah so <laughs> yeah i did live in a car for a month how long ago was that that was three i think that was three years ago now um yeah so uh so this is really funny um i i was living at home and um my dad he's very much like you're 18 get out right and um and i i had managed to stay well past my uh my due date um and uh, he was not impressed by it understandably i kept making excuses as why i can move out and whatever um and then one day i remember he told me he says alex your rent is starting at six hundred dollars a month and you are going to have to pay 50 more dollars every single month that you stay so first month i'm paying 600 bucks second month 650 yeah it took one month and i was gone um <laughs> i'm like i can find a place cheaper so i i moved out with my twin sister um alandra and we we went um we we stayed in a basement suite and uh i don't think that we were great roommates for each other um we we get along really well uh, we're really close but living living together uh in an apartment uh, I don't think was great for us. And so I I told her one day, I had just, I got back from a trip and I, I said, you know what, I'm moving into my car. Because I, I thought, why not? And, and she kind of looked at me like, okay. Well, this was May when I told her. And by the end of May, all of my things were packed up. Everything was in a storage unit. And, um, and I like, May 31st, I, I said, all right, see you later. And I got in my car and I drove to a parking lot and I just sat there and I was like, okay, okay. <laughs> and, uh, and I stayed in my car for, for a month. Um, and yeah, I was going to do it for the whole summer. I was going to do it for June, July, and August that year. I guess that would have been 2018, no, 2017. And um, I wound up only staying in there for a month. Um, had a couple weird experiences um, living in there, but eventually moved out because uh, I got a job offer and the guy who offered me the job said, okay, but you got to move into a, like a home first. <laughs> and uh, and uh, I, I said, okay. I have a few questions for you here. Mm -hmm. Like, for starters, mm -hmm. what? Uh, tell me the make and model of your car. How big was it? How comfy <laughs> was it? How was the sleeping situation? The bathroom situation? How did you manage that? <laughs> okay, so those are all great questions. Um, so my car 
which I still have. I still have this car. I've had her for uh, over, I think, over five years now. Um, it's a 1999 Chevy Prism. Yeah, don't um, sell it. Yeah, oh, I would never sell it. No way. Uh, it, it'll be worth millions someday when people are like, this is the car Alex Williams lived in. Um, but I, it's a 1999 Chevy Prism, um, which uh, I think is a model only sold ever in the United States. Um, so it's it's really just a Toyota Corolla. If you take off all the paneling, it says Toyota underneath. So it's a great car, right? Um, so it's it's 21 years old now. Um, still rolling, never had an issue. Uh, sleeping, so I mean, it's a pretty small car, but I'm only five foot seven. So I fit perfectly on the front seat um, and I would sleep, I would lean the, lean the seat back um, where, whenever I pulled into wherever I was gonna sleep. Um, I'd lean the seat back and I'd just fall asleep. Honestly, I'm not even kidding the best sleeps of my life. And I only got like six hours of sleep every night because I, it was, you know, sun stays up for a long time in the summer. And uh, so I fell asleep around 11 p.m. and I woke up around 5 a.m. And, um, and then I went, uh, I had a YMCA membership. And so I went and I showered there. And then uh, I had a job that I worked eight hours a day at. And so used the bathroom there. Um, and uh, and yeah, and then uh, food. I had Cliff Bars and my buddy's restaurant. So that was that was my situation. It was awesome. Right. But um, where did you park your car before you sleep? Because, for example, in Dhaka, if you sleep on a road and park your car on the road, by the time you wake up, you'll see all your four tires are gone on day one. So how? To, where did you park your car? What? Okay. Um, so Calgary is a very... Um, it, it kind of has a small town feel for a big city. Um, obviously not as big as Dhaka, but um, it's, you know, uh, there are people. And uh, then, so I would park, I had a few different places. Um, and it, it was usually like by a park. It was, you know, pretty quiet away from people's homes, right? And um, and so I would I would go to these different places. Uh, sometimes I went out into the mountains. I live really close to the mountains back home. And uh, so I drive out to the mountains and I just park on the side of the road and sleep there uh, on like a roadside turnout. Um, and it was beautiful. It was awesome. Um, but then there was this one time um, where somebody had walked by my car and had called the cops because they were concerned. I had very long hair at the time and you know, looked like a hooligan. Um, uh, and, and I, I woke up at one in the morning to a police officer knocking on my window. Um, <laughs> it's the strangest thing, man. Um, yeah, yeah, it was very weird. Very interesting experiences when you live in your car for 30 days. Yeah, yeah, it was very funny. By the end of it, I was uh, parked out front of my dad's house because the people on the street knew my car because I had lived there, right? And um, and so I would actually park out front of my dad's house and sleep there. Uh, but I don't think he ever knew that I was parking and sleeping there. Actually, uh, I because I was I didn't go inside. I like. <laughs> 
which makes it sound like I'm like estranged from my father, but but I'm not. It was just kind of a funny, funny situation. Uh, me living in my car, so strange. It's definitely a story that you can tell your grandkids. So that's nice. Oh yeah. So uh, you love storytelling, and you're fascinated by myths and legends. So how has these skills transferred on for you as a podcaster? Because I know that you told me earlier you had a show where you talk about, um, uh, you know, a town and the history of it and everything related to it. So how has these skills transferred on to your podcasts? Yeah, I mean, uh, podcasting is, it's about stories, right? Um, I mean, you interviewing me now, it's its about asking those right questions that draws that story out of me. Um, it, it's the way that we communicate and people have been doing this forever, right? People have always been telling stories and listening to stories and adapting stories. And so for me, it comes really naturally to, to put it in an audio format um, because I am, I'm such an auditory person, right? Um, I love listening to books. I love, uh, l- you know, listening to podcasts. I, I listen to a ton of podcasts. Um, and so it's really natural. And that particular interest with um, myths and legends and, and stories, the stories we tell, um, comes out especially in the people of home, like you mentioned. It's, um, you know, this story about a young nation and how do you create a new nation? How do you build a new nation? And of course, the United States, where I'm studying, they have this huge mythology built around the creation of their nation. And and so that's, you know, I've, I've kind of drawn on those ideas, right? How do we tell these stories? How do we communicate to other people um, what, what ideas we want to spread and what part of the story we want to tell and so it's a really natural um natural through line i guess of of taking that love of storytelling and that passion and that interest and and turning it into podcasts because i think i think humans thrive on stories i think we need stories to survive and um and and so i think that's why podcasts are so popular because uh, there's there's no fancy extra to it. It's just, let me sit here, and let me tell you a story. And that's all there is to it. And I, I think that's beautiful. So we're nearing the end of the interview now. But before that, I have a few questions. You have a lot of experience as a podcaster. You run lots of shows and you've interviewed more than 70 people. So uh, for everyone out there who's new as a listener to a podcast, not as a podcaster, what shows would you recommend them other than your own shows? Ooh, okay. Um, I always recommend shows other than my own shows because I think there are so many talented podcasters out there. So um, I'll give like a variety of recommendations just depending what people are interested in. Um, so the the first one I'll recommend because it's actually at the top of my feed right now. Um, it's a show called 360 Degree City. Um, 360 Degree City. Uh, if you if you type it in and with podcasts, you'll you'll find it. I think there uh, you can go to intelligentfutures.ca. But that's a that's a podcast um, that's actually produced in my hometown. I've never met them, but uh, it's produced in Calgary, and they talk about. Um, 
developing cities and, and how you build a city and how you um, build it beautifully. Um, and, and I think that's really interesting. If, if you're kind of into science and you like comedy as well, uh, Absurd Hypotheticals is really cool. It's uh, three engineers. Um, they live out in Boston and they are fantastic. They're hilarious. They come up with these odd questions like, what if there were no birds? What if birds didn't exist? And then they answer the, the question with, you know, what that would do to the world, what, you know, how might people react to that? They've done things uh, like, what if you couldn't go outside? Um, that was very cool as well. Um, let's see, what else do I think uh, people might like? I think if you're into Dungeons and Dragons, if you like tabletop role-playing games like I do, um, I would highly recommend uh, Dungeons and Daddies. Um, hilarious show, very, very funny. Um, and I would also recommend Knights and Nerds, uh, also a very good Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Um, and I'll, I will give, can I give one more recommendation? Of course. Okay. I, I listen to so many podcasts and I, this is one, this is one I think everybody needs to listen to. Um, it's called Cautionary Tales and, uh, it's, it's pretty, pretty popular already, I think, but, um, they, they just go through, um, different ideas and kind of uh, stories that, that might give you warnings uh, about about the future. Very interesting. Um, so those are my, I think I gave five recommendations, maybe a lot, but they're all very good. You certainly saved the best uh, recommendation for the last. Uh, I've actually listened to a few episodes of Cautionary Tales. It's nice. Mm, it is very good. So uh, I have a final question for you, which I ask everyone before ending the show. And that is, uh, how has the quarantine period affected your workflow? Um, hmm. I'd say it's actually improved it. Um, and I, I actually, uh, fortunately, I'm, I'm really lucky. I, I work from home for the most part already. There are days I have to go out, but uh, for the most part, I, I work from home. Um, so I'm, I'm lucky there, but as far as affecting my workflow, I think, um, I have a bit more of a schedule and I don't feel as much pressure to say yes to people when they want me to come out. Um, I can just say, ah, oh, no, you know, like quarantine, sorry, man. And they're like, oh no, no, I get it. And you know, really I could have gone out, but I just, you know, I, I want to get some extra work done. Um, so I have... I've discovered I'm an introvert, and and now because of that, uh, I I feel like I focus a little bit more on, uh, on on my work. So it's improved it surprisingly. That's great. That the, actually, uh, it's the same in my case. I've actually uh, gone through the whole stage of uh, planning this podcast to producing it and everything all during the quarantine. So if it wasn't because of the quarantine period, we wouldn't be talking right now. So it definitely improved my workflow as well as a podcaster. Perfect. Then, uh, then I'm, I'm glad you've been quarantined then. <laughs> so before we finish this, can you tell everyone where to find you in social media and anything else you might want to add? Yeah, for sure. Um, if you want to follow anything that I do, um, you can follow me on any social media, Instagram, um, Twitter. That's where I'm active. I'm also, 
I'm all, I, I have other social media accounts, but Instagram and Twitter, um, and all of it is at Alex Williams, and it's A-L-E-X-W-I-L-L-I-A-M-N-S. So a little bit different of a spelling, um, but that's where you can find me on everything. Um, I, I mean, I, I plug all my stuff on there all the time, so you'll, you'll definitely hear from me there. But yeah, go follow me at Alex Williams um, on Twitter or Instagram. Thank you very much, Alex. It's been a pleasure having you. I'll of course keep in touch with you and I'm really excited to see all the new podcasts you come up with. Absolutely. I, I look forward to it. Thanks, man. Thank you everyone for listening to this episode. If you're interested in being a guest, go to my website and you'll find the process there. If you want me to discuss a certain topic, there's a suggestion form on the website as well. Hope you all like this episode. Peace.